The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. So glad you've tuned in. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and boy, do we have a story and a guest for you today on the program. Wayne, let me ask you a question. Okay. You've been around the flagpole a little bit. You've seen the good <laughs> and the bad. Yeah. Is there ever anything good that can come from anything that is bad in our lives? Well, I know what's to come on today's program, so I'm going to say yes. Well, a lot of people may feel like today and may find themselves in a position that they're not able to say that. You need to listen to today's show because we're going to learn how something good came from something bad. Talking about surrendering to win here on the program today. That's Percy McRae. And Percy, you've got God's word open right in front of you. I do, my friend. And again, we know that it is bread to our souls. Joshua 1, verse number 9, very familiar passage of scripture. Have I not commanded you, question, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Hmm. Can anything good come from anything that appears to be so bad? I think that describes today's guest, Shauna, whom we'll meet here in a few minutes on the program. Such a brave person. We meet people just like Shauna almost every week here on the program. We do. The cancer community is a unique community because of the fact that people are pushed to their limit. They're pushed in some cases to the brink of what they think that they can do, how far they think that they can go, how far that they think they can last and run. And this story today is going to give us a very unique story about one who has been down the path of despair and bad and how good came out of it. So stay right where you are. And if you ever miss an episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration, you can always listen on our website, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. But that story coming up in a few moments here on today's program. But right now, I want to bring your attention to our free resource this week. Percy, it's called Four Things Every Cancer Patient Must Do. And you've had a hand in putting this together. Again, another document that is simply here to assist, encourage. One of the things that we hear so often with, from the community of faith is provide us with just helpful resources. And this one will basically give people some insight of four basic things that every cancer patient must do and understand that will allow them to potentially potentially experience good out of a potentially bad situation. Look for it online. It's free. There's no obligation. You can download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll be right back. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. 
Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Today, here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration, we're talking about surrendering to win. And what that means will become obvious as you listen to today's guest. Once again, here's Percy McRae. Well, with me today is Shauna Luera, and she is a cancer patient who is treated at the Western Regional Medical Center in Goodyear, Arizona. And I am so excited to have you with us today, Shauna. How are you, my dear? I'm blessed. Thank you. You are blessed and you look fantastic. Thank you. Uh, We're going to talk about cancer today and we're going to talk about specifically your journey with cancer. And of course, um, you had thyroid cancer and you are currently now just doing a quarterly evaluation and assessment just to see how things are going and how you're doing. Let's talk a little bit first and foremost. How do you feel today? I am feeling pretty good. Okay. And with respect to that, I want to share a little information before we get into the meat of this about some statistics around thyroid cancer that I think people will find very interesting. The American Cancer Society's most recent estimates for thyroid cancer in the United States for 2016 are about 62,450 new cases of thyroid cancer, 49,000 approximately in women, and 19,000, almost uh, 20,000 in men. And so today we want to talk about that because thyroid cancer is really not a common conversation of cancers that people talk about. We hear a lot about breast cancer and prostate cancer, et cetera. But today we're going to talk about thyroid cancer and your journey and your experience and all cancer diagnoses and experiences are unique unto themselves just because you are unique uh, with respect to that. Let's first talk about how and when and what was going on in your life when you found out you had thyroid cancer. I was 36 years old, Okay, uh, married, two young kids, eight and 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. It was a shock. I didn't, I didn't know it was coming. I didn't plan for it. And I was told I had a good cancer. So a lot of patients are told that with thyroid cancer, that it's a good cancer. It's curable. Now, when you heard that you had a good cancer, so someone listening to the show, that may sound like an oxymoron. You know, that may sound like a paradox and a dichotomy at best. How did you take hearing you have a good cancer? How did you react to that? When you're diagnosed with cancer, it is a huge shock. It doesn't matter what type of cancer. It affects you on every level. It affects you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. I can go on. Sure. So in hearing your reaction to that, I'm assuming that the intent was to try to help brace you from the fact of just hearing that you had cancer to try to, you know, reduce that impact a little bit. I don't think that anyone associates good with any type of cancer. Before we started recording today, you shared about some of the things that you had to go through with your process and your treatment and injections and talk a little bit about that experience of what you went through and where you are today. Okay, I went through two different surgeries and two different types of radiation. I have a very aggressive form of thyroid, papillary thyroid cancer. Okay. Um, So it recurred. And um, I went through 10 months of not having a voice after treatment. 
So not you, you weren't able to speak and use your voice at all. No. Now, how were you communicating? What were you doing? And how, how did you feel about that? I really didn't feel well. Number one, um, I had actually, I think was pretty close to losing the battle and I didn't know it when I was in it. Okay. Um, so I was pretty weak anyway. Okay. Um, I communicated a lot by text, obviously not by phone. Okay. And I still could speak like to my family, okay. just very hoarse, just like a whisper. Okay. But it hurt to talk. Now you, you had also shared with me and I'd love for the audience to hear a little bit about without getting, you know, too hyper technical of the injections were on a particular side of your vocal cord, et cetera. Would you mind expounding upon that? Yes. So I lost um, function of my right vocal cord um, due to one of the surgeries. One of the tumors was wrapped around the vocal cord, so they had to sever it. So I only have one working vocal cord. Amazingly, after radiation treatment, I didn't have a voice. It completely took my voice because of all the inflammation that I went through after that and the burning. And um, so my ear, nose, and throat specialist did what he called a vocal cord injection that moved the paralyzed cord closer to the working cord. And I got this voice back. Wow. And so as of today, you now have a working vocal cord, one. One. And so how have you had to adjust in terms of, um, I guess, the ability to speak in terms of volume or the amount of speech? I I would have to imagine there's been some adjustment that you've had to make with what you do with your voice now. Yes, there is. Um, Towards the end of the day, it still does diminish a little. Um, It doesn't project as far. Okay. Um, I can't sing any upper registers. Thank thank goodness I wasn't a singer, so I'm not... (laughs) <laughs> losing anything on that, but you know, even just singing in the car yeah, or singing at church. Sure. I would imagine then, um, psychologically and, and maybe even emotionally, you had to really process through that. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. It was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my entire life. And I don't think I realized it while I was in it. Um, hindsight has brought me to where I am. Um, I have a verse. I don't know if I can share yes, that with please, you. Yes, please, by all means. Exodus fourteen fourteen. It's been my motto now that the Lord will fight for me. All I have to do is be silent, and I had to live that. Yeah, no Literally. kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about walking out the the strength and the power of a scripture. Literally. Mm-hmm. Let's transition down that road. Faith and spirituality uh, is a is a huge part of who you are. Your coping mechanism. We know that. We know that there's been research that has been documented by world-renowned researchers and individuals such as Dr. Harold Koenig and Dr. Herbert Benson strongly suggest that people of faith, people of a religious orientation or some sort of religious or spiritual practices uh, cope better and respond in many cases favorably to what is happening to them from a, a healthcare perspective. How did faith and spirituality, forget about the statistics, forget about what everybody else said. What does Shauna say about what her faith and spirituality did for her in the midst of losing her voice for a year, now reduced to one vocal cord, having to adjust to being able to sing and speak as you normally have? How has your faith helped you? God has done so much. He has been faithful to me. In, in this battle, it hasn't been about me fighting. It's been about me surrendering. Hmm. And what did you have to surrender? What did you have to give up? 
Because we hear people say, I, I surrender, and we know the old hymn, you know, I surrender all unto thee, Lord Jesus. What is it that you gave up? What is it that you had to let go? Naturally, I'm a Martha. Okay. I'm a doer. Okay. I couldn't do all that I had done, and I still can't do all that I used to do. So there's a new normal in your life There's now. a new normal. And we so, hear that a lot with cancer patients. Right. I learned to be a Mary. Mm. Just to sit at his feet and listen. And I think I even died like Lazarus. I lost myself in this battle, but he brought me back. So you've gone through this whole metamorphosis of being Martha to Mary to now Lazarus. Yeah. Okay. If we could just kind of uh, synthesize (laughs) all of those analogies together today, I sit and see and listen. You're on the other side of your treatment and that process being told, losing your vocal cord receiving an injection in, in your vocal. I mean, I, I want to really paint this picture and, and I see uh, a glow upon you. I, 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 you're smiling, you're radiant, but you're not technically the same person you were before. Cancer changes people's course of their life. There's a new normal. Let's talk about who you are today, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. What's the big aha? What is it that you'd like to share with people about who you are today as a result of being a cancer patient? There's a blessing in it. Really? A blessing in having cancer? There is I'm a blessing play, in it. I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Really? Yes. Really? How can one be blessed and have cancer? That's like hearing that there's a good cancer there. Again, you're talking out of two sides of your mouth. Come on, talk to this audience. How yeah. is that possible? God changed it for the good. I don't think it was intended for good, but... It's not only changed me and the priorities that I've had in my life, and I've been a woman of faith as far back as I can remember, but it has strengthened my faith. It has brought me to a place that I know that when I'm weak, he will be strong. Mm. I'm not perfect, and I'm going to fall. And it's also helped me to reach out to others and just have an amazing connection with other people going through this journey. Sure, sure. May I ask, how have you reached out and in what ways have you been reaching out to others? Because one of the biggest things that I, that I take away, again, 20 plus years now working with cancer patients, I've learned that the trajectory of a person's life primarily uh, when they have cancer, and in many cases, not all cases, everybody's different, is that they become these community uh, ground on, you know, boots on the ground, grassroots advocates, and in, in connecting with others who have it creates this unbelievable uh, infantry of community minded people toward others with cancer. How have you reached out to others and connected with others? I volunteer. So I not only come into the center and weekly, I also talk to patients nationally over the phone. Okay. So patients that have been diagnosed with the same cancer. And you do that as a volunteer on your yes. own time? Yes. And you do that because? Because there's value in my struggle. It makes sense than what I had to endure. I I get to help somebody else with what I went through. So in essence, you didn't waste your cancer on just getting well. Right. You now allowed that to propel you into becoming an advocate and a supporter in the midst of your journey. Yes. And so when you lay down at night and when you close your eyes and have your prayer or your personal time with God, how does that make you feel? That you're, you're now not just a survivor, but as one guest that we have on our show said, I'm a thriver. I'm thriving as a result of being a cancer patient because I'm giving back to others. What's, what's the one big aha thing that you want to leave with this audience today as a result of that? That there's value in your struggle. There, there's a blessing in it. 
we may not understand it, but God always has a plan and we're all connected. And if I can encourage just one person in this journey, then that has made my fight worth it. Well, I want you to know, because I know you and we've spent time together, I am privileged and honored to sit and watch and listen to you. And I pray that you continue to inspire and bless others just as you have inspired and blessed us today. That is Shauna Luera. She is a cancer survivor uh, treated at the Western Regional Medical Center uh, in Phoenix, Goodyear, Arizona. And we thank you today for being a survivor and a thriver. Go get them and be blessed. Thank you. God bless you, Shauna. Thank you so much. We're going to continue this conversation with Percy McCray in just a moment. But right now, you can download a free resource, Four Things Every Cancer Patient Must Do. You'll want this resource. It's available free on our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. More coming up in a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. And welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. Well, we open this program today, Percy, talking, can any good come out of something like cancer? And listening to Shauna, you have to say yes. Again, I want to restate this very clearly and very specifically. People are experiencing negative, tough, difficult situations. And at that moment, it may feel as if nothing good can come from that. We had a story today and we heard a story today of a patient who was actually told, and I believe for the perspective of helping to soften the blow, that she had a good type of cancer. Mm. And working through the language of that for the purpose of helping her to mentally and emotionally embrace the possibility that there is something good that can come from something that appears to be so bad. Yeah, none of us would wish this on anyone. No, at the end of the day, no one would wish this on anyone and no one would volunteer to be a cancer patient. Let's be very, very clear. But the lesson, again, this show is all about lessons learned, moments of inspiration, nuggets of inspiration to take away, to go and be empowered by, is that the story here that we've heard today is initially this person basically lost her ability to speak and had to go through a process a year almost where she couldn't speak and she was simply texting on her phone. She couldn't sing and she certainly couldn't communicate as she normally had and had to find a way to find good that came out of what appeared to be so bad. What a remarkable person. Uh, She lives up to that scripture you read earlier. She does. And again, I'll repeat it for us again. Joshua 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you? God has commanded us to do some things, Wayne. And when God commands us to do something, it's not just 
to give orders. God yeah. is just not a, it's not a suggestion. Right. He's not an overboss. <laughs> He's trying to get us to process and, and embrace a school of thought. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid because fear will try to kill our courage and our strength. But do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you. And there's the key operative word wherever hmm. you go, even when you lose your vocal cord, your voice to sing and speak, God will go with you. And so uh, Shauna helped us to understand some things today. She said that actually her situation has brought her to the place where when she was weak, she understood that then that's when she could be strong through God. We're getting at her weakest point. It's a principle that we need to embrace and understand that when we have been uh, taken to our lowest place, that's where God can infuse us with the strength of him that will allow us to rise to higher heights and deeper depths that others simply didn't understand. And when all of that was said and done, she said, that she found out that there was value in her struggle. Even hearing Shauna's story, I know it's still hard to believe, but you have to trust God's grace and comfort in the moment, don't you? And again, who else and what else are you trusting in? I mean, let me be clear, because I represent uh, the school of thought of medicine and science, and certainly one should have confidence and belief in their physician and their healthcare system. But when everything else is said and done underneath that, our trust and our faith and our hope has to rely upon he who is and was and is yet to come, as the scriptures would say. Right. The Lord of hosts, the creator of heaven and earth, because there is a power and a force and a strength that will buoy us to the to a place where we can begin. And again, I want to state, as Shauna said, that there was value. She said she found value in her struggle. That's a powerful statement, Wayne. Yeah. Now, you spend a lot of time with a lot of patients. Uh, is Shauna an isolated case? I would say that Shauna is not isolated. Certainly, she is not every patient and not every experience. As we state in our disclaimers before we open the show, when we close the show, uh, every a cancer patient's experience is unique yeah. and it is different, but she certainly represents a measurable number of people who click in and can dial into a strength and a power through their faith that allows them to find a sense of meaning, value, and purpose. I call it the MVP program. <laughs> God wants us to get into his MVP program where we can find meaning, value, and purpose in the midst of our storms oh, and I our like trials. That. I like that a lot. And think about it. Here's what happens. In a case like Shauna's, she lifts up everybody around her with that attitude as well. Well, again, the, here's the payoff. We talk about it almost every week on the show, Wayne. It's a it's a recurring thing that people who find a way through their faith in God to work through unprecedented struggle and trials and circumstances, they come back, if you will. They, the, the second act of their life comes back to give. They are givers. They are they are folks that are now finding others to say, listen, let me share with you what I found in the midst of my journey. Again, I found value in my struggle. That's a different testimony than saying, oh, woe is me. And that's why we're here every week with this program. We want to provide health and hope and inspiration. And we certainly have heard that here today from Shauna. We have. And so we have another downloadable 
a document that we want people to get their hands on. We're here to give people something. Four things every cancer patient must know. Four quick things that this document will give you. Number one, get a second opinion. That will equip you and empower you to really be clear about what it is that you're facing. Number two, find the right doctors. Now, what is the right doctor for you? That's the one that communicates with you. That's the one that you feel a connection with. And again, I can't tell you who and what the right doctor is for you, but you will know that when you find that person and make sure that you do due diligence to find a doc that gives you a sense of connection and a sense of relationship. The third thing to do is know what questions to ask. Again, we need to be clear about what we are facing and what we're coming up against. What questions should I ask? We need to begin to think about that, do some research, and write them down so that we can be clear when we sit in front of that. And finally, stay strong for the fight. Well, stay strong for the fight. Again, our guest today helped us to understand that she found her strength ultimately in her faith and in her God that allowed her to say, listen, I'm moving forward despite what I have gone through. As a result, I found value in my struggle. Mm. And that's what we want people to understand, that don't waste the struggle on the struggle. There's value. Get into the MVP program to find meaning, value, and purpose. And download four things every cancer patient must do at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our time is gone. Percy, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Be blessed. And again, you are an MVP. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.